for it to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm April Richardson. And I'm not April Richardson, though I'm, I'm trying. I hope to get there Two someday. weeks in a row with you. Yes, exactly. This is ridiculous. Oh, cool. <laughs> what, what do you mean cool? This is part of the Ladies of Rock Solid. The lovely Ladies series. of Rock Solid series. Oh, cool. They, uh, Christy was on last week and she hasn't been on for ages because she's uh, such a hardworking lady. Right and over there, the modern family. Right. And uh, April's been on, but not. Uh, but it's been a little. It's been a while. So it it's good while. to see you. Likewise. We kind of have the same kind of uh, uh, color of blue, clothing on right blue now. Blue sweatshirts. Uh, blue sweatshirts. You also have a blue mic. Uh, Blue's my favorite color. Is it really? Blue nail polish. Blue nail polish. Midnight yeah. blue. Blue shoes. Yeah. Hold on, my daughter's texting me. When will you, when will you be home? None of your business. I'm at the bar. There we go. <laughs> the bar. That would never happen. No, my wife's in, uh, out. She's in London. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. She's, Soon. She's, about, she's in the air. Yes. Oh, okay. Air New Zealand. Nice. Air New Zealand. I'm when jealous. you want to fly London, go Air New Zealand. Yeah. Get a little plug for that. All right. So, uh, David Wilde's here. Everyone knows David uh, from last week's episode and from his... Uh, as many writing credits and as many uh, stories about celebrities that he just seems to run into uh, on a day day to day basis. How did you guys meet? Uh, he started to tweet about they liked the podcast because oh, he, he okay. discovered uh, Elliot Easton episode, and I just asked him if he wanted to come on, and then uh, and he said no, no, and he said he said yeah, he'd, <laughs> well, he'd like awesome. to. I guess I just assumed you guys yeah. were like friends from way back or something. No, just for a couple of years now. So podcasts bringing people together. Yeah. Yes. No, and we just did a sort of cars related episode. And yeah, I, you know, as only people who listen to the show would do in the middle of the night, I literally did Google Elliot Easton. Right. And found a podcast interview he'd done. And I loved it. I couldn't believe it existed. It was like when the internet happened, like until the internet mm-hmm. happened, I thought I was the biggest fan of every band in the world. Oh, and then you realize, totally. oh no, I'm like, the, I'm, the, I'm the biggest fan that ha- has a healthy interest because mm-hmm. then you realize how many lunatics are out there. I'm still amazed at the people that upload all the lyrics to every, because right. someone has to do that. In my day, it was zine. Like I thought right. I got fan zines about bands and yes. was like, yeah, I'm hardcore. And then, yeah, you get on the internet and you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and now what have you been up to? What is going on in the life of uh, an April Not Richardson? much. I don't know when the last time I was here, so I don't know what to update you with, but not much. You're going to be hosting. Stand-ups. You're going to be hosting uh, a festival. The com- the, a, com- a the little com- hyperbolic. Wood- okay. Woodstock? <laughs> no, the comedy tent of. Woodstock 7. Of um, what's it called? Idiot. It's ID ten T. ID ten T, but that's idiot. Yes, and I only I didn't know that either. I called it idiot, and then Hardwick was like, "No, it's I. It's apparently some sort of like computer jargon." Okay, ID ten T. ID ten T. But it's a thing that Hardwick curated. Chris Hard. I'm sorry, Chris Hardwick. Sure. I, they know. I know, but I just feel, I always do a tab it because I have 700 friends named Chris. Uh-huh. Like I have to call them Hardwick, Fairbanks, Frangel. Like, yeah. like, anyway, so he curated it and like completely picked out all the bands and comics and stuff and was it, just like, do you want to host this? I'm like, sure, dude. There is nothing that he can't do. I mean, basically. <laughs> really? Basically. Well, I like that he's using uh, I've his, never met a person his, his, with better time management skills in my entire life. Uh, that's got to be true. 
It's right? 100% true. It makes you feel inferior though then, right? Because you're like, I couldn't, I was supposed to clean the toaster and oh, yeah. throw a load of, I didn't get to it today. But also it is a te- like, he's the best because he also has never canceled on me, has never been late when we hang out. Wow. Still calls me all the time to be like, hey, you doing okay? Like, do you know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's like, dude, you have your shit together. Yeah, because you're like, how do you do all this stuff and then reach out to friends just for a quick hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent last summer on the lot where he was, where he works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, you know how I like to walk around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would always walk around and I'd see him coming in Mm -hmm. to work and he was always looking... So busy, yeah. That I never said wanted to say hello. Well, you should though. He, I mean, he's the loveliest person. I know, in the I'm world, sure. But I yeah, was he is. I was <laughs> yeah, because he like gets up, works out, goes to anyway. So yeah, he. Funnily enough, he like a few months ago just texted me out of the blue and was like, "Hey, will you uh, text? Will you like email me a list of bands that you like? You would like to see live?" <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, well, what do you mean? Because obviously I'm like, more, I'm like, what do you mean, like, recent? And he's like, yeah, like, anybody who's, say, like, touring uh, right did now. Did he say alive or dead? <laughs> no. He was just like, people that That's are on how tour good he is. Right That's how now. good he is. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this out loud, but. What? You're, it's, it's on the interweb. Yeah. Anyway, so it, he just picked everything, and yeah, that's great. It's a fun festival. I don't think you're telling anything out of turn. And okay. I think this week you can see him on the Comedy Jam. Comedy Jam. With Richie Sambora giving one of the greatest performances you'll ever see. He has an incredible voice. And he rocks. Is that a song that he sang in um, Rock of Ages when he was in Rock of Ages? Is that one of the songs from Rock of Ages? I don't remember. I mean, it's likely because that has a ton of songs in it. Did did you ever see Rock of Ages? The play or the movie? The play. No. No one saw the movie. Well, I love... I saw the movie on a plane. I I love Tom Cruise, so I... I I, I, I saw the movie on a plane and walked out. (laughs) That's how bad. I recorded it, uh, you know, off of HBO, and then I just fast forwarded to the Tom Cruise parts with my pants down. Yeah, <laughs> he looks so cool. Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, gun tattoos on his stomach that look yeah. like guns were down in his leather pants. Pointing at his dong. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Shooting what, blanks. What kind of laugh was that? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here's the here's the deal. I, uh, I, I I so I sometimes I just throw out an easy topic for for April and I, cause I know we can just, we can find songs really quick. So I told her the topic is going to be wild and crazy songs that have sure. the word wild or the word crazy. Too wild and crazy. I guess. Yeah. I, I had so many, I had like thousands. This is all I had. So thousands. Yeah, I did. Well, not that th- a thousand. I remember you saying that you were like, I have a ton. And then I when I looked, I don't have that many. Oh, well that's weird. Well, maybe a lot of mine are metal songs and right. that's why. And then, uh, Kai was away and, and David was going to be recording with me and Christy. So I said, why don't you just stick around and do this one with April and I too. And, and his name's wild. So I feel like David's wild and, and April's crazy. Yeah. That's, and I'm, spoiler and spoiler I, alert. I'm ampersam. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do these. Songs. We'll do what we did last time. Uh, David was here. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hi. Hi. Did you say ampersam? Did I say it wrong? Sand. Yeah. And I said it wrong. I said ampersam. It's my favorite bit of typography. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure you said it correctly. I have a giant, I have a giant iron ampersand hanging over ampersand. my head. Yeah. I've never said it right. I don't want to. Bre- You've always said ampersand? Yeah. I just now brought that to your attention. That was a great soul bin. No one, Sam and Dave. Yeah, no, right. no one's ever corrected me. Well, I'm sorry to be that That's jerk. This is, this border, this borders on like if you have broccoli in your teeth and your friends don't the tell you The day that I do. learned how to draw one in one stroke was the greatest. Oh my God. Look at her. Boom. Look at her go. Boom. Can we, we let's auction that off. Hall notes, Hall notes this weekend. Oh my God. Was, she did three of them. I was her ampersand. 
But then again, it's amper, never... it's it's amper Sam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lucky for you, that's not a word that people say out loud that often. I bet you've said it out loud maybe five times in your entire life. Use it every day. Oh. <laughs> it's, my da- it's one of my daughter's names. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so here's what we're gonna do okay songs that have wild or crazy in the title we're gonna now you don't want to go first because you like to you I'll like go first this time you don't because you want to go yeah, okay steal me and mr wild are gonna have a lot of overlap all right. not a lot but the first one is going to be uh, one of mine all right let's do it can you get well, clo- sure. a little closer to the mic yes back up there you go see how much better you sound no i don't really care <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be so... Okay, well, I'll kick it off with my favorite band of all time that cool. we already know we have an overlap, Near Wild Heaven by R.E.M. Also my first song. So all right, Near Wild Heaven. Now, these are in no order, so I need to find... There it is. Yeah, mine aren't in any order, sorry. Not going to lie, I almost brought this song, too. That would have been amazing. about the rules very nice yes i assume we're gonna go like rules. one wild song one crazy song one wild song one no. crazy song uh i brought i only brought 10 songs and i brought i'm gonna, that's what i'm gonna do right it, you can do anything you want there's no rules but that's okay. what i'm gonna do okay i'm gonna play the game correctly all right <laughs> if that's how it's played i'll try all right try. so you're gonna play so we're all gonna that play is, a wild that song that is my what's funny is not just because it has wild and not just it's my in my name that's in my top three or four songs by R.E.M. Wow, really? To me, it's like a great Lost Beach Boys song or something. Right. And it's uh, it's Mike Mills, right? Yeah. And Mike Mills, like, what's weird is in a group with a great, great lead singer, like, you forget how he good he is. Oh, yeah. my Wait, God. that was Mike Mills singing? Yeah. I didn't know that. You're not being serious. That doesn't sound anything like Michael Stipe. That wasn't Amper Sam singing. <laughs> <laughs> And for Sammy yes. Hagar. And for Sammy Hagar. Mike Mills on lead oh, vocal. That would be, if I had a cover band that only played Sammy Hagar tunes, it would be Amper Sammy Hagar. And he does uh, Superman too, right? Is mm-hmm. that him? Which are two of my favorite, favorite songs, which is not even Sounds original. Sounds like you think they should have had a different singer. No, I just, you know, often, like, I'm the guy who likes the second lead singer who people don't like. Like, I love John Oates' voice, which is, you know. I do like John Oates' voice too. Yeah. It's like a husky, muscular voice. Manly. Yeah. Husky You're getting musky. way too turned on. Bro. Yeah. What's happening, How Tom Cruise? No that more mustache. Fan? That mustache. How are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're going to do a choice. You're going to do choice. a wild song. I will go wild too. And uh, I'm going to start. Uh, I think I'm worried you're going to steal my third one. But I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to steal. I don't want to get stolen. So I'm going to do Teenage Wildlife by David Bowie. Uh, I have a different Bowie one. Oh, Wild as a Wind. You yes. Have, yes. <gasps> of course. Oh, very good. And I had both of those on my list, and then they didn't make it. Uh, so this is just the... It's Again, a lot of times it's when you come into a great artist. Like, I just age-wise, I think Scary Monsters was my first Bowie record, mm-hmm. and then I went backwards quickly and learned everything and got to know him. And when I met him, he said, hello, Mr. Wildlife. You know, so... 
I remember that's it not very fair. well. That's not fair at all. That's really no. not fair. He also, in that same conversation, came out to me as a Jew, which he claimed that he found out that his mother was half Jewish, so he felt he was Jewish, which I don't think it's ever been in any biography. No. Right. And maybe he just wanted to Rock bond solid with exclusive. Yeah, David, David, right there. How many yep. times did you get to interview him? About many, many times. Right. Uh, there was a period. In person or on the phone? Both uh, the first time Damn when it. I my when I first moved to LA, he took me around for a week to Pink's to Gross. the Thai yeah. restaurant. What's it? his favorite restaurant when in the old days was the Thai restaurant that Toy. just closed in Hollywood. No, oh. uh, the one that had a, uh, the waitresses. There was a calendar. Oh, what was it called? Hmm. It's, a, it's a chain in LA of Thai restaurants. Chin Chin. No, I'll have to look it up later. Uh, Could he just walk in a place and, Panda and, order, Express. and order some <laughs> no, food? No. You got, uh, well, I, I'll, I'll get it later. He, you know, he walked around. He was, he, I've always. Did people stop him? Yes, sure. He was, to me, the most elegant. You know, and I didn't meet him in the, I met him in the Tim Machine years and then all the solo records mm-hmm. up until he had his heart incident. Yeah. Right. I, he had me, I wrote all his bios for his records. So every year or two, we'd catch up and do an interview for a record. And, it's insane. So crazy. And I, I loved him. I'll tell you the weirdest, you're a Bowie fan. Yeah, of course. The, the, yeah, the, I think I've told you this story, but the weirdest thing was the day we met, uh, I was in a publicist office, which was his publicist and Tom Petty's publicist, and Tom Petty had sent a gift for me. And in front of him, I was given a Indian peace pipe which was as a gift from Tom. Right. And he goes, I didn't know I have to get you a gift. I'm like, no, no, you don't have to get me a gift. So in the end, when the article came out, he was in on, on some weird international tour. And in like Vietnam or Bangkok, he bought me a fetal pig in glass. Of course. And he tried to send it to me. Mail it. And, he tried to mail it. He mailed it. What ha- at customs, it was rejected as like a violation of human rights. Sure. Or animal, whatever it was. Right. And so there was like years of like, getting harassing letters from the government. It was like, I never got it. And for years I was thrilled because I really did not want a fetal no. pig in was glass. It, but in the letters, did he, was the return address like David Bowie in Bangkok? I forget it. So it's so... Because I would have kept those letters. This was like 1994, 95. I'll tell you the, the other funny story, which just I think about, like I just called my wife before. Everyone who's married has the same moments. Because I remember once, uh, a couple years after that, he called me. And this didn't happen a lot, but mm-hmm. it was... It was very memorable because I got a call, came back. This was right in the year. This is 1996 or something like that. In the year of met of message machines, you you know yes. you come home and you yes. push the button and he said, uh, "David, it's David Bowie. Uh, I'm uh, just hanging around. I wondered if he wanted to have lunch." And I called immediately. I'm at Subway. Excited, yeah. like, uh, and I called and Iman answered. And clearly, like every married couple, they were having a moment. No. And she was like, it's for you, you fucking bastard. No. And like, it was like, and he's like, and again, he was so elegant, like James Mason-like. And he was like, oh, hello, David. Is it okay if I call you back? <laughs> yeah. Just having a little discussion here. Uh, oh, my God. Please discussion. tell me that you still have that answering machine tape. Or the peace pipe. No. The peace pipe? Because I still have my I have old answering machine tapes. Uh, I d- you know, I used to have my Rolling Stone one recorded somewhere, but I'd have to look for where it was. Like, I used to have Billy Bragg was my outgoing message. Oh, like, love- hey, like he was saying it. And I got, he got mad once I wanted him to do it. He sounds just like Michael Caine. So I was like, pretend you're Michael Caine. He was like, okay, you, I'm not good enough. Like, I was like, act like, say you're Michael Caine instead. Could you pretend like you're all these other people? Yeah. 
Have you listened to Billy Bragg ever? Uh, I, what's the uh, workman? Workers' what, Playtime. Yeah, that's the one I have. That's the great. That's one. my favorite. That's the one favorite, I have. Yeah. I think that's where I told you to start. Yeah, yeah and then a, and then a, a, a listener sent it to me. Oh, nice! Like the two discs uh, with some, uh, as Chrissy calls them, ex, some extra ones. Yeah, on there. That's my favorite of his. You must love it when Johnny Marr plays with Billy Bragg. I well, yes, because I, I could geek out too. It's not as great as David Bowie, clearly, but like I, because Grant Showbiz is his sound yeah. man, and so Grant was just at my mm-hmm. house like a couple weeks ago, and he'll be back. And he'll full sh- for sure do this podcast. He's like, yeah, I love talking. Okay, cool. But he'll talk a lot about the Smiths. I don't know if you're going to care. He's worked I'm with fine. a bunch of people, I'm mainly fine. the Smiths in the fall. That's and cool. you would hate the fall. But oh, I do, I do not like the fall. Yeah. That's like he's produced all their records. All right. Um, I mean, they're he, great. He's like super good friends with Marky Smith. But yeah, they, they still talk all the time. Like Billy and Johnny hang out all the time. And I tried the last time I saw Johnny, because I want to get them... But it's weird because Billy's like a friend of mine now, so it's like he makes fun of me if I ask him to sign something. Show me a tattoo. Hey, dork. Yeah, I mean, I have his logo. Billy Bragg tattoo. He's my favorite person ever. I adore him. For the longest time, I just thought that you love BB guns. Yeah, Backstreet Boys. But so, but I do want to get him to sign because he played guitar on Sexuality. Yeah, yeah my favorite. They, one of my favorite totally. Songs. So I'm gonna get two of them. I'm gonna have to be like Billy, just sign this. Just Don't sign this and me. shut up. Don't make fun of me because I want to get Johnny to sign it too. All uh, right. That, he was so, hitting the year. I'll just stop. This, I this, just want to talk this, to you this, all night. Literally, anyway, this, is the, this, is the, this is the longest ramp up yeah. to teenage wildlife. <laughs> that same year that I was in England with Wham and the Smiths, right? Billy Bragg hit that exact. He, I saw him. Yeah, because he opened for them right. for years. I saw him opening up when he was like the socialist with the guitar. Yes. So funny. So great. That was a great time to be in England. That is my. That's my time. Like anybody who was on. <laughs> that's Red, my time. That's my time. Anybody who was on Red Wedge, <laughs> yes. I love them. Well, Billy, the House Martins, like all of that is my wheelhouse. It's also I was so I was in you know. Fresh, what is happening? I was in college. <laughs> Again, get out of here, dork. Get out of here, Dad Jams. We're having a conversation. Dad Jams. I haven't played one fucking song yet. <laughs> I recently uh, realized I went. To every date on the Punch the Clock Elvis Costello tour. That, oh my God. But because I could. You know, right. I was just like, I had nothing it's to do. So I was to a get student in England. Right. In England, yeah. I just followed I've it done the same. Yeah. Rank and file opening. Okay, let's put it in the Teenage. Yeah, Teenage <laughs> Wildlife. Could you imagine, like, if a radio DJ ramped up a song for <laughs> nine minutes? We just All did right. what Rachel Maddow did. Oh, exactly, except we have more. I don't even want to talk about it. More info. Yeah, we actually have the song that we're talking about. This has got a little of that Heroes sound. Oh, it does. It definitely does. It's like that Fripp era. There's a long ramp up. Everywhere you go, blinding the sun. 
taking it down. He's playing a lot of it. Did we? Did he even get to the? No, we didn't get to. No, we didn't Pat, get to it. Pat just got to meet Tony Visconti. I did. Who? I shook his that. hand, and then I shook his hand again later. Like that was an awkward one. Like I went, I went hey, and I shook his hand again, and he was like, not really into shaking your hand twice. Oh, this is when you were leaving. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. His hands are. He's got. He's yeah. Thick. He's a solid dude. Playing, yeah, he has his hands on the mixing board of he, history, Pat. I know. He looks like he's in great shape. Like he, he looks like doesn't look like an like an old dude. No, he's kicking ass for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Um, thank you for introducing me to him. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It's not a problem. <laughs> All right. You said dad jams, but I'm gonna play something that I I think you'll enjoy. I actually think you're gonna like this. All right. It's Lou Reed, but it's not that Lou Reed song. This is from Lou's first album. I just got the Lou Reed box set. I'm tearing through that. Got that for my birthday. Oh, nice. And this is Wild Child. I was speaking to Bill, who was given to pills and small racing cars. He had given them up since his last crack up had carried him too far. Then we spoke of movies and verse. That was a good one to piggyback on top of Bowie. Yeah, very good. Some Lou Reed. Uh, when I did this TV show on Bravo. Here we go. Uh, I the, He was the first guest on the first episode of the series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they wanted him to do Walk on the Wild side, sort of as a kickoff right. for a show hosted by a guy named Wild. Right. That was not a pleasant negotiation. No, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> there weren't many pleasant negotiations right. with No, uh, it doesn't sound like that. But he did it. He did it. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, then it was a pleasant negotiation in the end. I mean, he did it through gritted teeth, I'm sure. He, he lived through gritted teeth. Right. He was amazing, though. Yeah, for sure. What's right, so up? now we're we doing crazy? I guess yeah, so. Yeah, All right, cool. All right, I'm going to just play Crazy Beat by Blur. I love them. From the album Think Tank. I'm, yep. re- I'm reading that. Blur's like top five favorite bands of all time for me. Did you see them recently? Did you see them last year? It was two years two ago. Two years I think. ago. Time flies. Yeah. Time flies, people. I saw them so much in high school, I got them to sign my senior yearbook. I saw them like 12 times and I was They signed your senior yearbook. Where would they play? Like at that point when they were because in well, America. They used to play. That's the first time I saw them was at a place in Atlanta called the Cotton Club. Right. That holds like. 500 people. I mean, it's so tiny. Yeah, they would play super tiny places. They played the Masquerade in Atlanta once with the mm. Pulp opening. That was for the Park Life tour. Um, the last time they, the last time I saw them two years ago here, they played Hollywood Bowl. 
I'm yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. Oh, I used to go see him in the South. Like I saw him at the, at the exit in and Nashville. Yeah, oh yeah, I love it. I saw him at this place in Man, Memphis. Man, that's small to see them. That yeah. must have been great. But I drove because yeah, I grew up in Atlanta, so anywhere that was within driving distance. My wife went to Emory, so I always wanted oh, to. Right. But I never haven't seen too many shows. I think I went to the Tabernacle. Tabernacle, is that a, yeah, which is cool. They played there for this tour for the Think Tank tour. But the, in the begin, that was after like post song two when like then frat boys were into right. them. Then they started playing things like the Tabernacle. They must have loved having dumb American fans. I think they did the first <laughs> go around, and then afterward they were like, okay, because then it became, and of course for like a snob like me, where I'm like, I've been seeing these guys since I was 16 right. in closets. Like, where are all you dorks from? <laughs> but then the second time they toured for that record, then it was so obvious because people would like leave after they played that song. Uh, kind of thing, that where, was but it. I'm like, good riddance. Get yeah, out of here so I get closer, closer to Damon. Yeah. All right, David, you got a crazy song for us? I'm going to take the big crazy song so that it doesn't get stolen, like Near Wild Heaven. Mm-hmm. It might not. But I want to know what it is. Well, it's Prince, Let's Go Crazy. Oh, of course. And, exactly. yeah, and Let my, me cross that off. My story, my name drop for this one is that it was part of the one of the stupidest things I ever said to a icon, which was <gasps> when we were, uh, Ken Ehrlich, who... Uh, you know, yes, you know well. It's a star in the Walk of Fame. I walked on it uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yes, right by Capitol, right by the Beatles. I, I walked over it when I was uh, when I saw Adam Ann at the Fonda. Oh, cool! But in any case, uh, we went over to meet with him about his performance with Beyonce, which ended up opening the Grammys that year. Mm-hmm. And at that point, there were rumors in the press that he was broke. Prince? Which Prince? There was a moment he was off the major labels. He was feuding with Warner Brothers, right. post-slave, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just there have been stories saying yeah. so. I stupidly at one point we were talking about how big a production physically it was going to be for the opening. Yeah. I said, we have Beyonce. I don't think we need to do, let's really focus on the two of you. Let's not build too much, whatever. And I made some reference to like, we don't want to spend a lot of your money. And he went, I have money. (laughs) And he then said one of the coolest things ever I ever heard, which was he goes to Ken and I, he Mm -hmm. goes, you want me to do a little show for you two? And he sat us down at the rehearsal space. He put two chairs, had, he had an assistant put two chairs in front of the band, started out with Let's Go Crazy, oh my God. which was what he did with Beyonce, and then did a whole set for the two of us. At the end, like 45 minute set. At the end of it, he walked over to me and said, because he thought, he knew me as a journalist originally. Yeah. He goes, uh, that's how we had first met. And he goes, I'm going to make you sign a release so you can't talk about that what you just saw. I'm like, no, you have to ask me to sign a release before I do it. I won't sign a release <laughs> right. now. And yeah. he was, it was a little pissed. That's funny. But oh my that, God, dude, your life. Let's Go Crazy is one of my favorite songs. Of course. Like this ever. is great. Don't lie. Where's your living here? Take a look around. At least you got friends. I call my own lady. When was the last time uh, anyone at this table watched the movie Purple Rain? Honestly, a couple yeah. months ago. Is it hold up? Yeah. Yeah, and for what it is. Okay. It's not like they're good actors, but it does right. it's like I just view it as a concert. 
We watched, they played it at the New Beverly. I personally just watched it a couple months ago, but they played it when he died at the New Beverly along with Sign of the Times afterward, the concert. Oh, the, wow, Sign that's of, awesome. Which I love, Dude. Sign of the Times. It's like this weird. Oh, it's so incredible. Yeah, yeah so we, we stayed for that double feature. That's cool. Did yeah. You, I can't believe you said feature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I like a couple of ladies, the Wilson sisters. I'm not talking about Carney and Wendy, although they're okay. Talking about Ann and Nancy, this is crazy on you. It's a weird sense to try to sound so cool. Heart. We still have time, we might still get by. Every time I think about it, I want to cry. With bombs and the devil, the kids keep coming. The way to be the easy time to be young. Since we're in full name drop mode, yeah. I, will, oh, no. I will show you. No. This is my text that this is morning of Grammys this year. Cameron sent me a message asking for my number for Nancy Wilson. Now they're divorced, so Wait I thought minute. that was really, uh, really yeah, weird. He doesn't have her phone number. Yeah, why? No, no. He, he asking. He wants to give my phone. Nancy oh. wants my phone number. Can he give it? Which is like you think I'm You're gonna like, say yeah. no. <laughs> No, you know what? But yeah, you text cool him right now. That. Tell him to give her my phone number also. The problem is that I've been waiting for Nancy to actually call me since then. Right. But it was very, it was a cool She thing. hasn't called. She, <laughs> no, I don't that's know what it was What about. was that about, I wonder? I have no She's idea. She's a new band that's coming Which out. Which I heard, and it's, the song's really good. I, I liked it a what's lot. What's the band called? It has like a, what's it? Is it, it has a funny name. Wheelhouse or Roadhouse something? I don't know. Roadcase or something like that. Roadcase maybe? Ro- like not Revolution Road Revolution Roadcase? Something so like far too, these are terrible, so I hope it's not Ampersam? Is it Ampersam? I hope it's none of Amber those Sam Pretty Dave. sure that's yeah, exactly what it is. Dave. Yeah. All right. That's correct. Wouldn't that have been funny if you're like, no, you can't. It's private. <laughs> yes, exactly. Looks like some lady, lady here is going to moisten up the lips a little that's, bit here weird well, you're doing it i'm putting chapstick on i'm allowed to do that doesn't look like chapstick it looks like you're putting on some it could have gone by without any fanfare i don't know why you said it i, 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 I like to live thing. in the moment <laughs> um okay we're on wild now right yes okay i'm gonna try then i'm gonna do a kind of a less obvious one um what's i'm just laughing at you just putting that lip gloss on why i don't know funny in any way i don't know my lips It'd be like chaps. if you started to trim your toenails or something. I feel oh, like really? Except nothing like that? My exactly lips are like chapped. That. I don't think if I put on, you would ever have mentioned That's it. That's right. No. Sexism no. at work, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Yeah, at work. I'm sorry. Oh, I owe you a couple of checks. Well, oh, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. I love how you're acting like me putting on chapstick is as socially unacceptable as socially clipping unacceptable. my toenails. I get a kick out of what you do. You're nuts. You say feach. All right. I'm going to go with suede. This is a song called the Lo- the Wild Ones, and it's a lovely song. Mm, there's a song. I was not expecting that. On the radio Sky high in the airways 
didn't have that blur moment right where american Not idiots america. really really discovered them and they were just this american they were a very idiot. comparable <laughs> big band there yeah they Me- really were i can't tr- you just saying that 20 because it's like i listened to that album so much in high school yeah 23 years old i love them that's great yeah you're right though they never they never really had their moment here but they were they were huge and they were huge in the brit pop are they still around they actually weirdly they are. Yeah. They did just come out with in another last album. Couple, last year yeah. or two, yeah. And did you buy that album? Do you still? I haven't, actually. I haven't. No, no. I mean, I, I have all their other albums. I don't know why. I just recently read about that because I saw a picture of Brett Anderson and mm-hmm. he still looks good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. That was a good song. I wasn't expecting it to come in like that because it was like so mellow. Yeah, I should and then have like, told you his voice like, boom. Well, you cranked it, but yeah. All right. What's up? Uh, what's, what, that was a crazy song? Wild, the wild, a wild song? back All to right. wild, back to wild. I'm going to go with a British artist in that theme who was a big influence on that generation of suede and all that, mm-hmm. and uh, also well, on a lot of people. Ian Hunter, who with Mount the Hoople was sort of a cool sure. band beloved by you know, and again, a, a Bowie related in yep. that. Bowie gave him all the young dudes so that Mott the Hoople would not break up. Which gave that to him. Gave doing. him that song. Yeah. You know, here's just, a song I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. Here's a just, throwaway. This is one I just wrote eating my tea and crumpets. Right. Uh, and what was the other song he tried to give him instead was like uh, Suffragette City or something. Oh, and, my God. And they were like, we don't hear that one. My favorite is that he tried, He wrote Golden Years for Elvis and the colonel was like, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't doubt that. Uh, Which yeah. is it? Another how, way. It's so perfect. The Colonel was really a bad manager. Yeah, he was an idiot. But it's like not good. Imagine Elvis singing that. Like it's so perfect. When I moved to LA, no, when I moved to LA in 1991, exactly how Elvis sings. Uh, I went to Vegas the first time, and I went to the Las Vegas Hilton, and I wanted to play blackjack. Okay. Went to a table, and they said you can't sit there. I said why? Because it's Colonel Tom's table. Oh boy. And I'm like, still. The Colonel was 1991. The Colonel was still living off of Elvis, who had played at the Hilton. In other words, he still got a free suite and free a free, suite, his free own table. blackjack table. And so I called Jan Winter at the magazine and said, I want to interview the Colonel. I can't believe the friggin' Colonel's still here in Vegas. Right. And uh, I called the Colonel's office and I was told he would do it, but he wanted to be paid $1,000 per anecdote. What? And I, which no one in a journalism history has ever said that. And I knew that knowing the Colonel, what I had read about him and Elvis, an anecdote would be a noun and a verb. So I, we never, yeah, never did it. He's an awful person. Not a good man. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite Ian Hunter song, solo song. It is a song about the people in your life who put you down and make you want to become who you are. It's about a girl named Irene Wilde. With an E at the end. With an E, which I always tried to claim to seem British. It's a silent like E. Oscar. It's a silent E. It's a silent E. But I don't know what version you have of it because we had I some got, computer uh, issues. I have from all the Young Dudes album. Oh, that's from an anthology of Ian. Okay, yeah. let's, let's hear it. Cause it says Ian Hunter and the Rant Band. This, is one of my, this might be a live version. This is let's one of the, my out. favorite songs. It's a story song, so you gotta let it go a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
just 16. I still waiting for a dream. I think this is live. Yeah. We'll park a street bus station every night. Every time I get it on, she just left at me with scorn. My courage would turn to fear and I'd take flight. They seem to sigh You ain't nothing Go away You're just some fight He'll cry So I went home And I vowed I'm gonna be Somebody Someday Was That's why it's called Irene Wilde. And that was your cousin, Irene, right? I wish. Uh, <laughs> I'm not related to Irene Wilde nor uh, Olivia. All right. They're way too hot. <laughs> All right, now, that's not her last name. She took it I from know. Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, yes. Now, earlier in the show, David talked about David Bowie leaving a message on his machine. That's, sure. that's a great... That's you know, a, that's it's an fine, everyday occurrence. That's a fine does. story. And you talked about Billy Bragg making messages for your machine. Sure, sure, sure. These are fine stories. Uh, this next gentleman uh, called my house and talked to my wife and asked for directions on how to get to the studio. Uh, this is uh, very similar to your stories. This is Marshall Crenshaw. <laughs> I love and Marshall Crenshaw. I do, too. And this song is a Little Wild One, number five. Disappointing downtown. It is. Yeah, that's one of the few songs I like on that album. I like about four. I don't really... That has I'm Sorry, But So Is Brenda Lee, yeah, right? that's which a great, is fantastic yeah, that's good. song. I think T-Bone Burnett produced this album. Yeah, most of it. I think most it was of it. Split. Don Dixon might have done one yeah, or two. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not... Don Dixon, an R.E.M. associate. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. R.E.M. adjacent. <laughs> okay, April, we are back to crazy. All right, this is tough. Cray, cray. This is tough. Are you crazy? Are you I'm really crazy? To, I'm trying to Do you decide. Act, what's the craziest thing you've done recently? I mean, besides put that lip gloss on in front of guys. You have a low bar. <laughs> you have a very low bar. Um, Are these your keys? Yeah. Look how crazy this is. You got your, uh, you got your Stubbs Hub thing no, on there. You got, got your my, Ralphs. Got my TCB in a flash. That's my next tattoo for when I go to Memphis. What is that? You're, you're, Pat, you're sometimes with the women on the show, you're sort of like the guy who's been in prison a lot. It's like It's like you're not yeah, around right. other women yeah, much or something. I, 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 uh, like, I don't like my sister, so I kind of <laughs> talk to them like they're my sister. Yes. That's the relationship I feel I have. Right. But they're hot sister. That's what, what you sort of talk like. 
like right. I southern hot sister. like I'm, te- I'm teasing you like I would tease my sister if I liked her but I don't she's deplorable <laughs> so you're teaching me you're treating me the way you would treat someone you like is what yeah, you're saying yeah of course right, I just want to make sure of course alright um, I, I think I'm going to go crazy for you by Madonna ever heard of her um, <laughs> we have just yeah, not ring the a song's bell. great let's do it this is from Vision Quest right the movie is that too loud for you? Which it really holds up as a film. Yeah, I'm sure Vision Quest does. Swaying room as the music starts. Strangers making the most of the dark. What was Matthew Modine doing? I'm not sure. Is it Matthew Modine? Is that right? Yeah, and it was uh, Linda Fiorentino. Ooh, she was beautiful. I love this stuff, and that's, people forget how great the early singles were. So beautiful. I tweeted a joke uh, a couple months ago, many months ago, about... Uh, that was a joke? Vi- no, about Vision Quest. There's not many, but... <laughs> Vision Quest. And, uh, and uh, Matthew Modine uh, uh, liked it and retweeted it. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was crazy. I like when the stuff like that happens. That's why I like the Twitter. <laughs> Good pick. Thanks. Thank you. We're crazy then. Yeah, right? we're crazy. Uh, I'm going to go full 70s FM because oh, I wanted oh, to play oh. a cover of this song, but... Because of a computer crash, I didn't have access to yeah. the cover that I love. I could only get the original. Right, for you. one of my favorite singers who everyone should check out, Diane Birch, great young singer-songwriter, so talented. But she did a cover a couple of years ago of a song that has been a. I don't have many guilty pleasures, but this mm-hmm. is one. This is a guy who had a, a series of guilty pleasures for me. A long-haired guy who kind of had looked like. Greg Allman gone further yeah. to seed, named Paul Davis. These are super but sounds of the 70s is, is what Mike Siegel and I call it. Yeah, I was raised on songs like I Go Crazy. You're going you're gonna to love this, April. <laughs> and I think he was working in Atlanta. I think actually, I think he was from Atlanta. Hello, girl, it's been a while. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Guess you'll be very glad dismissive. to know no, I, it's, it's yeah, it that I've learned oh, whatever. to laugh. Don't put tone in my mouth. <laughs> Getting over you was slow. Oh, my God. They say old lovers can be good friends. This is love making music, right? This is divorce music. The music these are you put divorce on. Jams. Oh, these are divorce jams? Yeah. This isn't, hey. He's get, kind of 70s. There's a the chorus. That went number one, right? That, that had to be a number one single, right? It was a big hit. I don't know number one or. That was a big hit. I'm not sure. But the Diane Birch cover is beautiful. And what year did the Diane Birch cover come out? Like three or four years ago. Really? Yeah. I will have to look for that then. Yeah. All right. So the song I'm going to play is by um, Van Morrison, who you had 
difficulty in uh, tracking down for an interview. And I heard the story. You told chased the story. All, I chased him all over the world. Chased him all over the place. And uh, you told the story on Christine Blackburn, who's been on the show, yes. on, on her Story Worthy podcast. And this is Crazy Love by Van Morrison. I can hear her heartbeat from a thousand miles. Yeah, the heavens open every time she smiles. And when I come to her, that's where I belong. Yet I run into her like a river song. She gave me love, 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 She gave me love, 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 I want to ask him, David. Can he? Does he still sing like that? Can he sing like that? Can he hit those notes? He's singing fantastically. It's very, and he doesn't always. You know, I once asked him. I said, you know, for me, your music can be like a religious experience. He goes. Yeah, he goes, it can be. Sometimes you get there, sometimes you get half the way there, sometimes you get nowhere. So it's like he has nights when he connects with whatever that is, yeah. and he can still be amazing. That's great. Yeah. He's, he's one of the most difficult, you know, between Lou Reed and mm-hmm. him, those are two of the toughest interviews I've ever done. And I, but you don't mind being jerked around by someone that a genius. <laughs> it's like I, I respect their crazy. I agree with that entirely. Like Morrissey. I mean, you don't mind being jerked around by crazy. Well, it's a difficult, I agree with, it's a weird thing because it's like obviously for the most part you want to go, nobody has the right to be a dick. Yeah. But there are some people where I just believe, and again, I don't, this is dangerous territory too because I'm not, it's not like we're not all equal, but it, there are some people where you're right. It's like their brains don't work like ours. Like they just don't. Like me and Lou Reed, like his, he's on another level. Right. But certainly I'm saying, he's certainly now. Like, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's not, in hell. Those kind of people in print, like they're not normal in the way that I, I understand why their interactions with other people, they're not normal people. Well, I think also part of it is with Van, what I was very acutely aware of is, you know, you, you have the opposite in the celebrity journalism world. You get your ass kissed. People pretend to be nicer than they are. Mm-hmm. Right. I sort of liked that Van was exactly who he was. Like, right. you know, there was no pretense. There was no fake bonding. Yeah. You know, it's like. I've occasionally had insight into like the, some of the most amazing moments because I started out as a journalist and then fell into all this mm-hmm. working with them on TV shows and stuff like that and liner notes or whatever. So yeah. you see them in different ways. And like one of the most instructive moments I ever had, I think I might have told you this is Dylan I once had a meeting with about a project he wanted to do and he walked in from... Is that inter- Bob Dylan? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, it was a Dylan from Beverly Hills 9 or 2 I didn't know if this maybe was a Wallflowers project. No. Uh, but uh, Bob Dylan walked in from an interview and said, fucking interviews. And I went, what do you mean? He goes, people still asking me why I went electric. How fucking interesting. Did you lead with that question? No. And I thought I wasn't, <laughs> unfortunately I wasn't interviewing him, but I saw like, okay, that's what it's like for these people. They right. answer the same questions from everyone and they're bored to death of it. So yeah. in a way, like I kind of like that someone like Van Morrison doesn't fake, you know, yeah. you know, if he's bored by your question, he's going to. Well, right. I think at this point, Bob Dylan could say, is that the best question you could come up with? <laughs> but Dylan but doesn't... But also he, just sort of like, there's also the other level of, like I said, I mean, what, if I just sat down with Bob Dylan and tried to be like, hey, Bob Dylan, how are you doing today? And he was salty to me. 
I would just kind of be like, yeah. I mean, it's not great. I don't praise it, but it is the sort of thing where I'm like, yeah, what the hell am I going to talk to you about? You're Bob Dylan. Like, Hey, Bob Dylan, you like In-N-Out Burger? Yeah, you know, it's like you're a poet laureate. Mm -hmm. I can understand why you would be frustrated talking to a dummy like me. What if you ask him questions like that? What if you're like, what's your favorite show to binge watch? Right. Yeah, he was a super nice man. I have to say, like, as I was leaving, he goes, you got boys now, right? You got boys. And I was like, yeah, I got boys. Goes, Let me get him some cookies. And he called oh. down to room service <laughs> at this hotel cookies. and he got them black and white cookies and took an um, you know, uh, envelope, a uh, napkin and brought it. He goes, bring these back for your boys. They, love, so nice. they love black and white cookies. That's nice. <laughs> he also told me, I think I've told this to Pat, but I'll- Do they like cocaine? He, he told me the best thing as a writer I've ever heard, which was, I, he asked me to do liner notes once mm-hmm. for a release and he goes- just give me nouns and verbs, no adjectives. And I went, what? And I realized, if you look at his writing, that's part of the power of his wow. writing. He's very spare direct. in the yeah. use of adjectives. He doesn't, it's not flowery language. It's nouns and verbs. It's there's more earthiness to it. And that's one of the geniuses of his that's writing. That's pretty interesting. It was like, in one sentence, he made me a better writer. It's like, I think to this day, if I'm using an adjective, do you need that adjective? I don't know. Right. You know? Well, I keep right. asking you to do a Bob Dylan episode, and you keep you kind of you're pushing it away a little bit. I don't bit. know if I could limit this. I mean, why don't like we why don't we do it songs. by why don't we do it by uh, by decade? We go 60s. We started 60s. I want to start 80s. Okay, I'll start at 80s. Okay. If you want, you really want to start at 80s. Oh, I love D- 80s Dylan. Okay, we'll do it. All right. All right. It's time for you to get wild. Wild. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go wildlife in excess. Another band I think is, or this I overheard the prior. Oh, when you said wildlife, I thought it was going to be Talking Heads. In excess, and mm-hmm. I think they're so underrated. I think we should do an in excess episode. Let's do an in excess episode, dude. I'm just going to play their first three albums in their entirety. Shabu shaba. Out the dog. Look around. A whole lot more. In the distance, five and bright, we make decisions. It's what we do, it's what we do. They'd be well served by hearing more of their songs. I think like radio plays the same, same thing, well, three same or ones. four songs, and there's a deeper right. catalog there that people don't get to hear. And I agree. They would still be doing it if he. If I would hope so. Pass. I think they would still be a draw and still be fun and still be. I think he'd still be hot. Did I think, you? Did I think you he would were you be. interested in any of the subsequent attempts to revive them? Did it mean anything? The one no. thing I would have liked to have seen was when I moved here. I only had I had no friends. Except Terrence Trent Darby. Except which David Bowie. Friend. No. Except Terrence Trent Darby. That was his he, only friend. And Terrence Trent Darby. That's like a great buddy cop film. You <laughs> and Terrence Trent Darby. One of my groomsmen at my wedding. He was the, Is that true? Everyone thought he was Millie or Vanilli. That's so funny that you say that because the whole reason I got deeper into NXS was because my ex-husband, there maybe his like second favorite band in the mm-hmm. world. And he also was so into Terrence Trent Darby. Terrence Trent Darby at one point did a few gigs with them yeah i think so and yeah. I, I would like to have seen that because terrence is so enormously talented that album with uh uh wishing well and that other song that album is rad oh he's super yeah. talented guy i saw them anyway uh, how did you guys become friends the truth is here's a, the story is i was in england as a journalist for rolling stone and i saw him when he was exploding there and i came back to 
the office. I'm like out of college two years, and I went to Jan Wenner, and I said, we have got to do a feature on this guy. He is amazing. He's an American. You know, he's a kid from like Florida, preacher's kid or whatever, but he was exploding in England. I came back and said to his publicist, who's like Bruce's publicist, you probably have dealt with Marilyn Laverty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his publicist, and I called and said, I want to do a two-page feature, which was a big deal for an artist who wasn't out in America. Right. And Terrence, true to Terrence's style, said, cover or nothing. Ah, And to which I said, fuck you. Right. To which point he then, the record came out, it exploded. And I said, okay, we'll do the cover. I put the headline on and he was in the interview. He was over the top talk, comparing himself to the Beatles. As oh my he, God. He, he oh yes. one of those he guys. was super he was, like on yeah. the greatest yes, of all time. Exactly. And in retrospect, I think he was doing his version of Ali. Like, yeah. Yes. And it was brilliant. But so I put the headline, Terrence Trent Darby, a legend in his own mind. And then on the way to the beach, whatever, that weekend, I called mm-hmm. and said, put a question mark on it, because I felt bad that we were, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to bury him. So in any case, we sort of had a weird relationship, but then when I moved out here, I didn't know anyone, I didn't have really any friends, and in the first few weeks, he called me and said, you want to go to the movies? And we went to see, all I can know, we went to so many movies together in it's my ridiculous. first year or two here, I know that we saw the movie Toys, the Robin Williams ah, LL Cool J movie, yes. twice. Wow. And that's how many movies we were going to. And also on my first date with my, uh, other first date with my wife, he was paired with her in a game called Celebrity, where you have to guess. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And my wife, who you've met a little bit. Yeah, she's yeah. not a music person. She likes her Rick Springfield. That's what she likes. And uh, now she's a music person. But she, So she was paired with him. And the, the actual celebrity they were supposed to guess was Bob Dylan. Uh-huh. And he literally went through every Bob Dylan song. Oh, my gosh. And she's got, nope, oh, nope, no. nope, I don't know nope. And then uh, she, he finally said one name that sounded familiar. She said, I got it, Bob Seger. No. That's how little... Uh, uh, uh. So when we got married, he was... Endlessly amused. He goes, That's you have great. so much in common. Does he still live here? <laughs> no, he he's like he's changed, he his, changed name, his name, and every once in a while, like you know, he 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 dropped in here like a decade ago and was at a beach house owned by Alex Karras, and I hung out with him. But no, he's Yushandra. I can't shoot. I can't remember. What does the name. he do? It's like Cat Stevens have, style. Like does, he changed his. But his, does he have Tran, it's Terrence a Trent name. Darby money, or what's he doing? All I know is it was very interesting because George. He shared a manager with George Michael, the American manager, uh, Michael Lippman, who also does like Matchbox Twenty. Okay. And I remember at a certain point because we were hanging out so much, he was so unmanageable because he was so talented. And <laughs> he was making these amazing records like Symphony or Dam, and they were like giving people anything but what they wanted. Like, I'll do a Nirvana kind of song. I'll do a... He'll just do anything other than give people something that sounds like Another sign your sign name. sign your name. Right. Yeah. And literally, Michael Lippman called me and goes, David, you have to talk sense to him. Sony will give him a million dollars for two each, for two songs. So in other words, two million dollars for two new songs. He goes, they just have to sound something like right. anything he's ever did on that first wow. record. And he went... And he, I tried to convince him. He goes, nope, nope. And I don't know... If, he might have started out with having like a he, lot of money. He, I don't think he did. He could end. have been Seal before Seal was Seal. Uh, he was so talented. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was with them when they were trying to get him to do uh, the Sam Cooke story as a movie. He was beautiful, too. And uh, he could have been a movie star, uh, but he's also just a quirky dude. And I forget where we're at now. I lost my place. Who's I just two? played in excess. You just play, that's right. You just played Wildlife. Wild yeah. So we're back so, to Wild. So you're wild. Uh, well... Disco doesn't get stolen, uh, and because I can continue my name drop, Alusa, I'm going to go to a man who I won the Muslim Public Policy Award with, 
in 2001, quite a year to win for a Jew to win the Muslim Public Policy Award. Congratulations, uh, David. Uh, yes, thank you. For Wild World by Cat Stevens. I have so many versions of this song. I have a John Waite version. I have a Mr. Big version. That was a hit version. Yeah, I have so many versions of that. That's a great tune. I yeah. love it. Uh, well, this next guy, I would love to see this next guy that I'm going to play stuck in an elevator with Yusuf. This would be a, this would be a great pairing of uh, Sebastian Bach <laughs> and Cat Stevens. This is a Skid Row. This is Youth Gone Wild. on the Comedy Jam yes. firm Wednesday nights on Comedy Central. Sebastian Bacchus? Yes. He was literally the night before the show. Uh, Joel Gallon and I were like, who can we have sing with this guy? And then we went, Sebastian. We both like, I sent like a Twitter private message and he sent an email mm -hmm. and we got him. It was like 11 o'clock and he was there the next morning. He lives, I thought he lived in New York because wasn't he on Broadway for a while? Oh, he was. He lived out in, outside in the, in the Jersey. His house was flooded and now he's out here. He oh. lost all the memorabilia too in that yeah. flood. He lost tons of stuff. He's a great, crazy character. He's he's a true rock star. Uh, the, um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? No, I doesn't like matter. I like it all. Well, it's late. It's late night record. Lucy Goosey. Right. All right. What do you got for us? It's crazy, crazy. time. You're I got "Let's Go Crazy," but this one's by The Clash, and also it's got a long intro, so you drop the needle like a minute in, thirty <laughs> seconds in, forty needle. seconds in. Find the needle. The digital needle. Yeah. Drums away for hundred years of bed. 
Or did you get to see him live? Of course you didn't. No, I am unfortunately too young. young. I did. They were my second concert after Hall Notes. Oh, my God. At the Palladium in New York. They went to the Macy's Day Parade together. (laughs) No. David and the class. Uh, No. No. (laughs) Just trying to think of some situation that uh, would be unbelievable that you would do. The first Grammy moment I ever was proud to be a part of was when I, uh, Ken Earl and I came up with the London Calling Yes, theme, I remember that. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Yeah. And uh, the one interesting thing that people don't know, which I maybe have said on this show, is the birth, one person who was supposed to be in it who dropped out was David Bowie. Uh, oh. It was going to be a line of Springsteen, Elvis, Bowie, Grohl. It was Tony Cannell from, uh, from No, no, doubt. no yeah. doubt. And uh, and Elvis's drummer. That was the... And Steve Van Zandt. Wait, why did... David, please tell me it was just scheduling and not because he isn't into The Clash. How I think he wasn't be? into doing a lot of TV and wasn't... In, no, it was no, I, yeah, I, that was after he, he had already like he, he, had a heart attack and stuff, right? I think it was actually right before that. No, it was right before that. But he just... he. He also wasn't like a huge Grammy guy, but right. he's, I would have loved that, but it was pretty good. Without yeah, him. it was amazing. Yeah. I remember watching that. That was your crazy song. Yeah. So I have a crazy yes. song. This is, uh, we were talking about Morrissey and in my mind, there was this interesting time when I came to LA where these British guys who I really liked and admired were living here and they were guys who were much bigger there than here. Mm-hmm. And the other guy, in addition to Morrissey, who was even who's huge there and not at all big here, but lived mm. here was Robbie Williams. Oh my God, and, I can't believe you just said that. I'm oh. obsessed with him. I saw him at the Tabernacle in Atlanta and there was maybe a hundred people there. See, that's the weird thing is I think he's a genius. I, think I love his stuff. I uh, lived in Manchester when he played Nebworth, which was like 300,000 people. And then I came home to Atlanta and he played the Cotton Club that wasn't even full. And I, I mean, there might, the first time I saw him- can't get arrested here. No joke, the first time I saw him in Atlanta, I'm, this is no exaggeration, there maybe wasn't even a hundred people there. And that's what I love is that he lived here for a long time thinking how cool, like he could be right. kind of anonymous here. Well, that's true. This is a recent song that I don't know, maybe you haven't heard. And it's uh, it's a song called Hotel Crazy. And it's Robbie Williams with another great sort of weird singer songwriter, uh, Rufus Wainwright. Yeah. And it's an odd little- This is from 2016. Yeah, it's a recent thing. And it's not the greatest song, but it's such a it's such an odd- quirky thing which he has a lot of good quirk for a, for a former a boy voice. band guy great I love singer. him so yeah, much so I love good. him and I've never met him so it's no name drop everyone's suggesting inferring in bold type the idiots and actually it's a minority that I'm wasted that I'm strung out well they all should be wondering Because it has a song on it called Party Like a Russian that I played at our uh, 
year end wrap up. I need to get the whole album. Party like a Russian seemed like a very good Trump party. Yeah, uh, kind of isn't track. it funny that it came, it came out before that, and then it was like, yeah. oh, this is so prescient. Yes. Anyway, very, I love him. Very impressed that you knew that. That's impressive. Yeah, because yeah, I, I never really. I have all his albums. I just haven't gotten that one I yet. I did have a hunch that you might be one of the only people. I love Robbie Williams, and literally, it's a I've very. I've seen lonely, him live twice, and twice, and they were amazing. It's a lonely discussion in America. This guy, Guy Chambers, who was from World Party, a great yes. group. Wrote I love a lot World of stuff Party with him. Too. Yeah, no, Carl Wallinger is one of the lost geniuses in music. And uh, I did interview him and loved him early on. And Guy Chambers and Carl Wallinger, actually, one of the original, one of the early hits was credited to Carl Wallinger. He sort of, uh, so yeah, I love Robbie Williams. All he's right. great. And, and Rufus he's hot. is cool. He, he, he was very hot. He lives here. He, because he's married to a lady who was on Studio 60. Really? Mm hmm. Hmm. One of the actresses that was on Studio 60. What would her name be? I don't remember. I just remember reading that when I read that he got married or something. Studio 60. Ugh. Yeah. I hated that. Show. Whatever, though, she got to marry Robbie yeah, Williams. Yeah, that's cool for her. Good job, lady. You married a guy. Uh, did you ever interview uh, Doug Figer? Uh, I met him. I don't think I ever did a real interview with him. I met him when they had the Charisma Virgin record, which uh, was not one of the serious, great, serious fun. Yeah, which is not one of the great high points. But I love, I love the knack. I'm a, I love the knack too. Yeah, in fact, you had those the two guys, the on. two surviving members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prescott and um, Burton. So this is uh, this is from Round Trip, produced by Jack Douglas, 1981. I this love is Round Trip. This is Boys Go Crazy. She's a run around. She's a heavyweight champion. Trees. You're cool as we're renowned, but your mouth is mumbling. She shake her head and she turn away Yeah, you think you're gonna tap on the pain But she knows what you're doing, what you're doing Doug Fager, underrated, and there's a, uh, if yeah, you ever want to find a, a great song by him, you might not know this one, Was Not Was, uh, had an album I think called Born to Laugh at Tornadoes, where he does a song called Betrayal, and it's one of the greatest vocals he um, ever gave. You should, if you don't know it, I don't know find that it. song. You'll love it. Did, didn't Don Was produce some serious fun? Yeah, he did. No, no, they were both Detroit guys, Yeah, and uh, they both knew each other very oh, well. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I've even there's like the Sky album, which you know his early band. I yeah, used to I've have never heard vinyl. those. It was great. He was great. Rock and peace, Doug. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, um. All right. You were wild. wild. Back for you. You get a little wild. Are we running? Is he getting to our last songs or no? Well, uh, April always brings us thousand songs. So uh, I have uh, I have four more. I don't know if I have four more. Good Let ones. me tell. Okay. You have you have no, I know. four I don't more. I know if I want to go. Okay. All right. Well, we, you don't have to. What How long have we been talking? Three, well, four I'm hours? Gonna... <laughs> One hour and six minutes. So I'd say we got about another 15 minutes in us. So let's do three more each, I think. Three more each. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with my dude who I love and just think is super underrated. And his name is Lloyd Cole. Oh, I'm a major fan. Thank you. I love him too. I've seen him like seven times. Is he with the commotions on this song or is this a solo no, song? No, this is solo jam called Wild Mushrooms. Not only this, my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, who is uh, uh, was a good wife showrunner and yeah. a great guy. We're the only two. I, up until knowing that April's a big fan, he's a huge Lloyd Cole completist. And I'm like, how no, great I, to have a guy I can hang out and right. talk Lloyd Cole with. I, Except he wants to talk 
I like the Beautiful South, and he likes the uh, predecessor uh, band. He's a huge House Martins fan. He you know all- that Paul Heaton is like one of my best friends. He, he was a douche show. to me. We, I think we talked about it. He was horrible. What? Dude, I go stay with him in Hull like once a Tell year. Tell him he an apology. Him and Dave Rothery. I'm not joking. I had the terrible day in Hull with him. No! I go to Hull once a year just to see them. There's trouble in the podcast right now, listeners. He was probably drunk. He's nicer to a chick. He was drunk with, the, with his yes. buddies and yes. the dick. Yeah. This is Wild Mushroom. I see blisters on my Late night record, Rock Solid. I recall you doing the April and David are. fighting about this dude. I love Paul. I'm flying to England. I'll say the lady says he's awesome. The guy says he's a douche. Tune in next week. Find out what happened. You're a hot lady. He's nice. True. When I met him, I was not. I'm not a hot lady. But also, he used to be a raging alcoholic, and he's been sober now for a very long time. This was a trip where I, I went to talk to two bands, The Laws, who I love beyond belief, and Lee Maver's famous lunatic in that band. Right. And then I went to Hull to relax from that, and... I was I was uh, harassed by I was they literally it wasn't they they were not horrible. What happened was they no, just they ignored me. They, just, they went crazy. to the bar and yeah. they ignored me. And I don't drink, so I didn't right. blend in at all. I'm flying to England in June because Paul Heaton is playing a get, he's playing like a stadium show in Hull. It's like a homecoming thing, and he's gonna sing House Martin's and Beautiful South song, and he has two opening acts: Billy Bragg, The Divine Comedy. That's oh. dream ticket for me. I've never seen the Divine Comedy, I but just I just texted Paul yeah. and was like, "Can I just come to your show?" And he's like, "Yeah." So he, when I, you just hang backstage then. When we, you'll love this too. When Chip and I flew to Sheffield to see, uh, this was like six years ago, seven years ago. Um, Chip the Pope. Human League, Heaven Seventeen, and ABC did a tour, and they're all from Sheffield. So that's sweet. We were like, we want to see the last show of the tour in their hometown. And the promoter was the same promoter that used to promote Beautiful South shows. Right. So I just called Paul and was like, can you get us tickets since it's your old promoter? And he was like, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. And he got us like amazing seats. And then we ended up sitting next to these two little kids. Like we were, they were great seats. And we're like, this is so awesome. And like these two, and I mean like 10 year old kids, wow. right? And they're singing along to every song. And so at one point during the human league, we turned to them because we're like, how do you know these songs? Like you weren't even close to being born yet. And they pointed at the brunette in the human league and they go, that's our mom. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in like the you know family section. That's great. Yeah. So thank you, Paul Heaton. I don't think, I bet Pat, you probably don't know The Beautiful South, right? I only know it when she plays it. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Amazing. Song and for the, whoever. I, the House Martins, I love. I went to the Beautiful South breakup party. When they broke up, they had a huge party in London. And so I flew to London for the weekend. The party was like a Friday night. I flew Thursday, flew back Sunday. Like a jet I, setter. I went bowling with Fatboy Slim. They rented out a bowling alley for their whole thing. So it was like all these old people that used to be on Go Discs. And also because Norman Cook used to be in the house barns. Where do you, uh, when you go to London, what do you, bread and, bed and breakfast? Because I, mean, I saw the tattoo you have for bed and breakfast. When I stayed that time, I mean, I this is nerd for nerd. When I stayed that time, Dave Rothray, who literally, he was the guitarist in Beautiful South okay. and Paul Heaton's songwriter. And he's, no joke, the funniest, raddest per Like, I always go stay at his house. His daughter actually came to stay with me last summer, two summers ago. He's wonderful, and I love him, and we talk all the time. And um, so he, at that party, he introduced me to his friend, Michelle, because he's like, I think you'll like her. And I'm like, okay, because she used to manage them and a bunch of people at Go Discs. So I ended up staying at her house. But when I was at her house, I was going through her her Rolodex because she used to manage all these bands. And okay, I wrote, were, you, she were, has, were you allowed to do that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. She has Paul Weller's phone number, which I wrote down. 
Paul Weller's phone number, Bob Geldof's phone number. Like, I was just like, Are you how? just taking pictures through this Rolodex? Totally. Decks? I gave Paul Weller's phone number to Howard Kramer as a present. He's the jams' favorite band. Did you call him? No, I just, I was like, here, do with it what you want. And he's like, oh my God. And I was like, you're going to call him? And he's like, no. And I'm like, uh, well, then what? He's like, it's just comforting to have it. Let's call All him. Right. Let's call Let's him, call him right now. I don't have it on me. I <laughs> okay, so uh, I keep getting. Uh, Adam, uh, Adam, Adam, I played Lloyd Cole. That's played how this Wild Mushrooms, and so we're back to you for a wild song. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with... Kyle's job is hard. <laughs> what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with Iggy Pop, uh, a song, a later song that I, I believe... I think I have it. I think it's actually John Hyatt wrote it for him called Wild America. Oh, I thought it was going to be some from Brick by Brick. All right, here we go. This is a little later than that. has hung out with Iggy Pop. Yeah, he was on the Nerdist podcast. This and is, I know we keep, here's what I love about like you. A, this is a genuine thing because I love talking to people like you because not only do I love hearing your stories, but like it's so, anybody who name drops when it comes from a genuine place, it's not to me, because I do the same thing, but it's because I genuinely, I love Paul Heaton. Yeah. I love Lloyd Cole. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, if you hang out with somebody who like name drops some, like, it's not for the sake of doing it. Like yeah. I can tell oh, to talk you're about just these as amazing people. as I am. Yeah. And that's why it's like, I'm on board for that all day. But this also, it's taking me back to a time in my life when I was a journalist, when, and going to England a lot to talk. Cause before, yes. when I, before I had kids, I went to England any chance I could. Cause Same. I was like, the, hang in London was yes. the greatest. And, but I remember actually not in London, but Manchester going around the same time. We did a Rolling Stone split cover story, which was the only time in history, four different faces on the cover. Uh, so they all could be considered a cover story. Uh, I think it was De La Soul, Chris Isaac, who, as you know, became uh, a good friend. But I, the one I wrote in that cover was, uh, 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 the charlatans. Oh, my I, I love and, them. And I remember going to inter and interviewing Tim Burgess <laughs> Tim in Burgess Manchester. And I didn't understand a word he yeah, said. He I literally, it was one of those times where I like, you go, I flew to England. I flown around the world and I don't know what you're saying. His you know, accent was so thick. So it's thick. super thick. And I, he lives here. He's another LA guy eventually. Because when I first moved here, I went, a friend of mine was like, oh, let's go dancing at this new order night. And I'm like, cool. And we go in and the D I look at the DJ and I'm like, wait a minute. And, and I'm like, that looks, oh, that is Tim Burgess right. from the Charlotte. It's because New Order's his favorite band. And he was DJing. He was DJing he New Order Night. I'm dancing while he's playing New there Order There was that records. period when I moved to LA where he'd be DJing 
Adam Durowitz was bartending. It's like right. everybody, every, rock stars were just yeah, everywhere you went. Yeah, it was crazy. And so I flipped out because I'm like, oh my God, I love the charlatans also. Yeah. All right, here we go, folks. This is uh, 1984. This was a, a, this is when they would tack a studio track onto a live album. And that's what Duran Duran did with this song called Wild Boys. My least favorite song by them. Wild oh my God, I hate this song. About your sons, David. You understand? I'm, my name's Wild, and technically I am or was a boy. I cannot break us. And I love Duran Duran. I think this is a terrible And how are you with that song? I, this is going to blow everyone's mind, but I'm not into Duran Duran. Oh, that's right. You've told me that before. I don't hate them, but th- weirdly, they're like. The one Brit, they were in my blind spot. I just was like, I don't get it. They could have been my first interview. They called the Cornell Daily Sun office. I picked up the phone my like senior or junior year, and they said, uh, we're in New York. We'd lo- uh, I'm sorry, we'd, when I talked to college journalists, they had their first like record. I was like, okay. they were brand new. And they said, uh, can you come to uh, Columbia Records? I'm like, well, I'm seven hours away. I was like, Cornell, Ithaca, New York. Yeah. Oh, no, we need you here in an hour. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> can't like, be done. No, I can't bend can't, the rules no, of time yeah, and exactly. space. Can't do that. You know what? I'll give it a whirl. But right. instead, I'll see how far I instead get. Instead, I interviewed Nile Rogers, which was a cooler. Oh, oh my God. Cooler. Nile mean, Rogers, who worked with Duran Duran. And worked with Duran Duran. Did he produce that? He might have produced that song. He might have done that song. Johnny right? Marr named his son after Nile Rogers. He named his, song, his son Roger? Nile. He named him uh-huh. Sheik. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for us? Sheik Marr. We're back to crazy. Crazy. All right. I'm going to go. We're staying on English nerd tip. Richard Ashcroft. There we go. From his first solo album. I think this is the first solo album after the verb broke up. Crazy world. Verve being the greatest lawsuit in all of music history, where they made no money off the greatest song. I know in their history. biggest hit, and then they like owed money on it. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, you're up, David. Crazy. Uh, we've been very male centric on this episode, haven't we? Like a lot, yep. all dudes. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a I wild and crazy. I, I can tell uh-huh. you, that, yeah. Other than that, it's been a wild and crazy sausage party. So I can tell you that two of your songs. Are also on April's list. Well, I'm going to steal Crazy by Patsy Cline, which oh, is right. uh, one of the greatest songs ever recorded. Totally. It is one of the greatest vocals ever recorded. And like, there's some people who, uh, like one of the coolest things ever for me, because I do love country. 
uh, being from New Jersey, uh, and uh, on the working on the CMAs, I got to work with a guy for years who's Brad Paisley's buddy named Little Jimmy Dickens, who is like an original like Grand Ole Opry okay. legend, who's like a was about four foot five and did comedy and was a great country artist and. So I did comedy sketches we did with him for years and years, and he passed away recently. And right after he passed away, I went to the Country Music Hall of Fame, and there was an exhibit on Patsy Cline I wanted to go see. And there was a letter from this guy who I worked with to Patsy Cline going, I'm inviting you to join the Grand Ole Opry. And I said, I cannot believe I got to work with a guy and who you, invited Patsy And you Patsy didn't Klein. know it. I never knew that. I, I mean, I knew he was a legend, but he was like a buddy of Patsy Cline, wow. who, if you don't know her work, she still holds up as one of the greatest female singers ever. Let's hear it. Let's hear the proof. There was a PBS uh, documentary on this last few weeks. It's re-airing. You should check out. About Patsy Cline? Yes. I'm sorry. Maybe ovation. Ovation. Okay. Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. takes it uh, it took back then was that was that a one take do you think they did a lot of takes back then i think a lot then? fewer because it was more expensive and yeah i don't think they wasted too much time yeah, they I were like they the could, pros and they just did it yeah uh that she was also one of the artists that growing up in new jersey uh we imagined to be jewish patsy klein even though it was spelt a different way <laughs> yes uh just like earlier i played cat stevens we thought he was secretly stephen katz and he reversed his name. We were way off. Yes, Clearly, you way, were way off. The hell off. All right, I'll keep it. With, I'll keep some lady action going. This is. Um, I don't know why I'm talking like that. I don't want my voice is like this tonight. Lady action. I what's don't know what's on? gotten into you either. Me frankly, either. your uh, wife goes away for a, a long few hours, day. and you right. begin to turn into this a, monster. Look, I tell you what, I've been driving all day long today. It's insane. If I told you all where how I drove from my house into where and back, and just uh, insane. It sounds insane. Entire crazy. I mean, there and back? No, but multiple times. What? Oh, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I don't mind. I'll punch a lady. No, I won't. <laughs> All right. rights, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a friend of the show. She's been on the show, Melissa Etheridge. This is from 1992. This is uh, Must Be Crazy For Me. You tell me not to call you up because it ties you down. I don't tell your friends you've been hanging around. You must be crazy for me. You say you'll see me once or twice every week or two, but there's more important things that you've got to do. You must be crazy for me. You get her so early in your podcast career. That's pretty good booking. I, I just asked. It was weird. I know that opened the door for everyone then to do it. Um, when when this album was out, she was on David Letterman. This came out in 1992, and she's uh, she's topless on the cover. It's her back. She's jeans and she has a guitar, right. but she's not. She's bare chested. Right. And he has the album there, and he goes, "Let me show. What is this right here?" And you could see like 
side, like a li- just barely side boob. side boob. And she was like so embarrassed that he was pointing that out. But he was doing that Letterman thing. Right. Let me ask you something. What do you think of this? Right, this right, 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 right. Paul, can we look? Paul, what do you think of this? Right. And she was just like, it was funny. That's my story. Look it up on YouTube. I'm sure it's there. <laughs> a lot of hits. <laughs> that clip, side boob. Just type in side boob, Melissa Etheridge, Letterman. See what Letterman. comes up. Yeah. See what comes up. All right. Uh, so this is it now. We we're each, winding w- down. This is right? it. One, one and one. For wild? We're, we're wild? Yeah, this is wild. We're going to close out. Actually, I don't care what you close out with. We can mix it up. You can cl- close out with wild or crazy. I don't care. Because I'm just, we already played Bowie and talked about him a lot. But the fun, wild is, station to station is my favorite David Bowie record. So I almost want to play wild as a win. Mm-hmm. Play it. It's but great. Oh. only since we already talked about him. And I do want to throw in another lady that I love. I'm going to play Into the Wild by The Gossip. I love The Gossip. So you so both much. had Crazy in Love by Beyonce. You both had Crazy by Niles Barkley. Niles, yeah. Niles. I know. I almost played Beyonce, and then it's like everyone knows her, loves her, except for you, because you need to get your head checked. I didn't say I didn't like her. I didn't say I didn't You've like her. You said some very harsh words about Beyonce that I don't have I did, patience for. I, I, I said that... Um, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on with that uh, with that Grammys performance. That's I could not possibly disagree more. I, you know, I got to tell you, there were actual I, 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 there I, actual I, smoke and mirrors. No, but I'm saying I watched her rehearse longer, more hours. Did you come to that rehearsal? No, no, just the dress rehearsal, oh, it was very which close, was amazing. Right. Oh yeah, that rehearsal was she rehearsed more than anyone has ever rehearsed in Grammy history. <laughs> and she she's pregnant. Works, she's a she works harder than anyone, anyone I've ever seen. Anyone. Every, like the last two times we had her, we did the Stevie Wonder tribute, and she came out just for Stevie and did the greatest performance I've ever seen. She is now. She's the most fully committed artist I've ever. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. Thank you for uh, being I didn't say she wasn't. I didn't no. say she wasn't. And All right. She, I didn't say she. I, I think I, you I, said overrated. I think is what you said. I did not say overrated. I think you did. I did not. I, oh, I will did. tell you that when I grab an album like Lemonade and there's 16 writers on a song, that's that's I, also I hate of that. samples and stuff. That's not necessarily like 16 people sitting in a room. I hope not. Even if it is, who cares? Who mm, cares? I don't like it. I like. I like. I like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> that doesn't mean it's I not care. Good. I care. Yeah, but I mean, it's like... I hate like, when you fight. You can't say who cares if someone over. cares. Because you're saying that it's like, if there's more than a certain amount of songwriters, it means it's not a good song. I like Adele's performance better than Beyonce's. And oh, that's, that where, that's where the thing comes in. Because I like, I like a person that can just stand there and belt it out. I think she, the world can take both. Yeah. I think they can too, but yeah, I'm fine with that. didn't. Like, I hated that George Michael oh, Well, that wasn't good. I hated it. I agree with you. And but I'm talking about like, the, the, the song that opened the show. Oh, I didn't see that. I just don't. I'm not super into Adele. You're mean. All right, what's your song? You told me, but I forgot what it was. Oh, the, the gossip. gossip. The gossip. The gossip. The gossip. Into the wild, 2012. I read that. That's how I knew it. I love them.
That's a good song. I love that ditto. She's got a good voice. Very good. Am I at my last song? This is your last song. Okay, so, yes, uh, as Pat said, I have left uh, Crazy by Narles Barkley and Crazy in Love by, by Beyonce. I will say that I will make my decision based on the fact that I wrote a book with CeeLo, uh, and he drove me so crazy, <laughs> literally, from the moment he's the greatest, but he will drive you crazy. <laughs> uh, and I love Beyonce. Uh, it's uh, going to be a hard, hard uh, pick for you. Well, no, I just spent last week with Jay-Z doing this town hall. Okay. And so right. I'm going with the family yeah. values. Okay. And I'm going with Crazy in Love, which is one of the greatest tracks. Just the best. And this recorded. song this song is 14 years old. And it's still timeless. Ass. It, timeless. Yeah, this this has not gotten tired. I don't care how many people wrote this song. It's amazing. <laughs> no, this is probably when this is when she was good. So favorite member of destiny's child do you have also, one I, when i watched lemonade i wept it was unbelievable well that's Visual silly album. that's silly it's we there's no we haven't seen someone in a very long time with such a singular vision when it comes to their music their image the way they present themselves the performance art aspect of it it's so cohesive it's so well thought out beyonce doesn't sneeze without fucking planning it in advance <laughs> I'm saying, like, I think she's be like beyond incredible. Jay Z, could you put on my calendar on uh, Wednesday 9 a.m.? I'm gonna sneeze. I mean, if you would have watched, like, lemon, it was one of the most. How many times did you watch Lemonade? I watched it three times because it was only on HBO Go for 24 hours. Are and you in a straight jacket it, when you watch this? No, dude, you joke, but I mean, it's like it was gorgeous. How long and is the, how, how long is it Lemonade? I mean, it was the length of whatever the album is. About an hour, sixty minutes. Yeah. Two sides. I get. I mean, I know you're trying to joke, but I'm telling. I'll you, have to watch it. I have not. I, I have not seen you it. Still can. Come on, it's got to be on the, the tube of you. But if you don't like the album, then you're I just going to like the album. Clown I just know it. that one song that uh -oh. she played on the green. I don't know anything about it. Well, then why are you shitting on it? I was it? just talking because I was just talking about the, her Grammy performance. Oh, but you were saying something about the songwriters on Lemonade. You ain't well, even heard it. I looked it up. I looked it up to oh. see how many. I, I'm like, oh, let me check oh, it out. It exceeded your limit of songwriters. It absolutely so you're like, did. I'm not going to give it a chance. I don't like when there's too many songwriters. Oh, it's so good. It's I like so songs good. that actually. I like songs that aren't written by anyone. Hmm, Those are okay. the best. All right. And then if the song's written by one person, then that's the second. I just best. like listening to somebody hum. <laughs> yeah. This episode has gotten more crazy than. Or yeah. it's more crazy than wild. Okay, look, you're at AP. Yes. You're hosting an entire festival this summer. I'm hosting the comedy tent. That's a big deal. Of a festival. That's a big deal. Yes. That is a big deal. Who are some of the other comedians that are on that? 
Uh, Bronger, Matt Bronger, Yasser Lester, Nikki Glazer. Love the Nikki Glazer. Yeah, yeah she's me amazing. Too. She's I mean, great. Hardwick, obviously. Yeah. Firm, Mike Furman. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got, ones, you got hard and firm. Yeah, those are the ones I know off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure a lot more. There's, yeah, there's a couple other um, uh, important. Do you know the date more, on this? I got to go to this. June 24th and 25th. Is it in Ojai? No. It's in Silicon Simi Valley. Valley. Silicon Valley. It's at the Shoreline Amphitheater. All right. I can oh. tell you the exact date if you give me. You're going to be in front of a, uh, a ton of people. A ton of rich I people. I mean, that's what I got into this biz for, that's isn't right. it? Um, yeah, I mean, I hope. I hope I'll be in front of a ton of people. I hope lots of people come so that they'll let him make another one. All right. It is, yeah, June 24th and 25th, Shoreline Amphitheater. Tickets on sale currently? Yeah, they are. I think, yeah, they're on sale at I, yeah, ID10TFest.com. ID, then the number 1010. Yeah. ID10TFest.com. Cool. Yeah. All right. And then, David, what's up with you? You you're... Watch the Comedy Jam Wednesday nights. Okay. Yeah. See Chris Hardwick in a different context. That's on Comedy Central. Comedy Central Wednesdays. Real, real good. You and then are... the BG uh, special. Oh, that's right. Uh, which is coming up, but I can't say the date because I was admonished not to because it hasn't been released. Is but it I'm... in June? No. Is it in July? No, it's earlier than that. Okay. Don't try to get him fired. Yes. Uh, but uh, as... can't get fired. He's done working on it. <laughs> exactly. It's already done. You just take your name it's off. It's great, it. though. It was really great. All right, cool. I got to live my dream of, uh, you know, spiritually advising John Travolta on how to use a teleprompter. And he. He, he no won more the Adele disease. He got through it. He got past it. I, I realized the secret to why he got that wrong. He is terrible on a regular prompter, but he said, David, please get me a presidential prompter, which is a, those clear there's, yeah, glass clear ones glass, yeah. that are two. There's two ways you can yeah, yeah. hear or hear, and they're sort of clear. You know, you, only the person reading behind can see them. it. He's amazing on that. It's that he's such a good actor. He likes to face different people. And so looking straight ahead at one prompter doesn't work for him. Did he say anything about April and I being uh, suppressive people? He did not. All right, because we're but both he, SPs. But he was amused that I'm such a fan of his song, Letter In. Hopefully, oh, I, like, I love Letter In. You know what? Can we close with Letter In? I think it might be in here. Let me check. And he, at first he was not sure I really loved it, but I truly do. I do really love it too. Oh, it's here. Yes. Oh, oh my it's God. here. This is... A wild and crazy song. Ha! Yes. Okay. Uh, at AP, at Wild About Music, at Pat underscore Francis, at Kyle Dotson Funny, at Rock Solid Show. Uh, thank you, April. Thank you, David. You guys, you guys need to have lunch. And, yeah, and, man. And, thank and, you for and talk it to crash out. your episode. And uh, this is John Travolta. And this went to, I think, number eight. Really? I don't I think, remember. 1976. I know it's number one in my heart. Letter in. Did you ever hear this? You know what I find. I look at her face and there isn't a trace of doubt in my mind Gonna let her in Gonna let her in Gonna let her in my life Let her in my life Gonna open up So long ago 
my head 